On this episode of the Big Stick Golf Podcast, we take you through what was just an incredibly impressive comeback victory for Jim Herman at the Wyndham Championship. Came Almost missed the cut, came back and won the tournament with some incredible play over the weekend. We're also going to get you ready. It is playoff golf, baby. It's back. We're ready for the playoffs. We're going to get you through all of that. Uh, super excited to see what what how the rest of the season unfolds uh, and, and as we move our way towards the Tour Championship. Also, uh, before we get going, be sure to check out our friends at Torchbearer Sauces. You can find them at torchbearersauces.com. Use the promo code 9iron at checkout. That's the number 9, the word iron at checkout. Get 20% off of their delicious sauces. Also, be sure to go follow us on all the handles at Big Stick Golf Official. Uh, be sure to go to bigstickgolf.com. Check out our preview of this, uh, the Northern Trust Open this week, as well as our picks of the week. Get some betting tips and everything. But that's it for me. Let's go. glory. I mean, any tour event's a big deal to win, but to win a major is obviously another level. There it is! Can you believe it? Nick Valdo! so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Welcome to the Big Stick Golf Podcast! Okay, everyone, welcome to the podcast. We are fresh off of Jim Herman's uh, pretty incredible big comeback victory. It was like a weekend-long comeback victory at the Wyndham Championship, uh, a big week for him. He moved 138 spots up in the FedEx Cup standings from 192nd to 54th. Uh, so huge win for Jim Herman. Congratulations to him. It's his third PGA Tour win, and that 138-spot jump was actually the record for – the most jump spots in the FedEx Cup standings going into uh, uh, the, the playoffs. Um, and so we, he, he, he had to birdie three of the final four holes on Friday to make the cut, and he did that. And then he shot 61-63 over the weekend. That 16-under ended up beating Billy Horschel uh, by one shot. So, I mean, pretty exciting uh, final, final tournament getting into before we head into the playoffs, which are looking to be super exciting. Uh, again, I'm John Guess. I'm here with C Money. C, what what did you take away from that? Seeing a guy, do have you ever seen anything like that? A guy coming back from that, from those kinds of odds, like barely making the cut, and then shooting 16 under over the weekend to end up winning winning a final in the final holes. I mean, 61, 63 on a weekend is pretty incredible for anybody. <laughs> like you can, yeah. that like Tiger does that. I know he does incredible things, anyways. But if you sh- you pull that off, that's pretty awesome too. Um, but I guess, you know, it felt like Billy Horschel was in control at the back yeah. end of the tournament. And and then Jim Herman comes storming through, and next thing you know, it's over. <laughs> but Yeah, I watched uh, most of the round on Sunday. And that guy, I mean, it was, you know, I guess I, don't, I really don't think they started showing him on TV until he probably got to, like, 15. And then he birdied. He just kept making birdies. It was really incredible. Um, and Horschel, I mean, it, you kind of – you have to feel for him a bit because he played a – I mean, he shot 20 under – he missed the, yeah. the, the big thing for him was he still had a chance to win the tournament right at the end. Even after what Herman did, he, he missed an 11 foot birdie on 17 and then he missed another short putt on 18 to go to a playoff uh, for birdie. And uh, it's tough, man. I mean, he was hitting the shots he needed to, he just couldn't get a couple putts to fall. And a, and a guy shot 61, 63 over the weekend um, to just clip him by one stroke. So feel it, feel, feel a little rough for uh, Billy Horschel, but 
he's got to be feeling good going into the playoff for sure because he's playing some fantastic yeah. golf. It's Billy Horschel season, right? Like, yeah. this is FedEx Cup times when he shows up. So Yeah. It's like uh, Mr. October, but he's Mr. FedEx or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man. But let's, let's get past that. The Wyndham was really, really cool. It was a fun, uh, fun to see Jim Herman do that. But some big news today before we get into the playoff uh, preview. Brooks Kepka has uh, taken, it, uh, taken himself out of contention. He's going to finish. I mean, he's 97th right now in the FedEx Cup standing, so he's, he's not going to be able to play uh, the, the final tournaments of this season. And he's up, up in the air of whether or not he's going to be able to play at Wingfoot next month. So Brooks is out. Uh, he's, I guess he's – I don't know. Did they say if, if, if it was his knee that he's withdrawing for it, or was it something else? I, I'm pretty sure it was his knee. but um, Yeah, I'd imagine it's his knee, but – yeah, I, I was looking. I was looking back at it too. If he played this tournament, it'd be like, I think seven straight tournaments. And for a guy of his caliber, for him to get to uh, East Lake and you know the championship, that's eight nine tournaments in a row. Yeah. Usually, I know guy a ton of guys play a, a lot of tournaments, but as a top tier guy, you usually at least have a couple breaks in the, in between there. But with his FedEx Cup standing being so low for so long, I think that kind of like bit him in the end. So yeah, we've been talking on the podcast for a number of weeks now about you know how how tough it's been for him to qualify for the playoffs and he finally did and he played last week he missed the cut at the Wyndham um you you kind of wonder I mean he went he flew from from the from San Francisco at the PGA Championship all the way to North Carolina um you know I guess trying to move himself up in the standings I had a chance to move himself up in the standings as much as possible but he you know missed the cut man that was a that's a tough decision he had to make he had to he flew across the country a little bit more wear and tear. And then I, I, I'm just curious what went into the decision to finally call it well, the plug this week. Maybe it was one of those things where he's, he might be tired. That could be one thing. For the sure. knee, obviously. And with, if it is the knee and being fatigued, I mean, the U S opens right around the corner. Mm -hmm. The masters is right around the corner behind it. So yeah, the, maybe he's typical Brooks. I care about majors. I want to roll at these and, and hit these head on healthy and about as, as a hundred percent as I can be. And, mm -hmm. He just, you know what, playoffs they can have those. I'm not probably not going to win that anyway. So yeah, I've, I was thinking he it's it's tough for him because he's put himself in this position where, you know, if it was a typical PGA Tour season uh, without COVID and everything changing the schedule, he would he would be able, you know, he would be taking himself out of the playoffs. He'd be done for the year, and he really wouldn't have to play competitive golf again until, uh, you know, what if you wanted to play some tournaments at the end of the year, those, those kind of lesser points tournaments, but I don't even think you'd do that. He'd probably take the next four or five months off, get back into it at the, uh, in January. But, um, so now he's in a position where he's got to make it. He's either, I don't know if he's trying to get healthy for the majors coming up, but he's got two majors in this time frame where he normally wouldn't have a tournament that he would be interested in playing in. Um, so it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. Uh, I don't know if he's necessarily, getting himself prepared for this or if he's called it for the rest of the year, it'd be really tough to not play at Wingfoot and, and uh, Augusta in, in November. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what Brooks does there. Um, yeah, let's move on. Let's get into the preview of the Northern trust open where it's finally playoff golf. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, everybody in the top 125 is going to be at the Northern trust open this week. Ex well, except Brooks Kepka. I I'm not sure. I forgot to look into it. I don't know. If they just do they move, roll somebody in, yeah, do they or, move the one twenty six guy in there? I'm not sure. I would imagine. Um, I don't know. Is it more important to them to, that the top one twenty five is like a solidified uh, privilege, yeah. and that they just don't, you know, if we withdraw, we're going to go to one twenty four. I'm not sure, but so that'll be interesting to see what they do there. But 
TBC Boston's the course this week. It's uh, hosted a number of uh, – it's, it's a pretty long course. It's, it's 7,300 yards, 7,342, par 71. A lot of big hitters have won here in the past. A lot of major champions, top golfers in the world have won here in the past. Uh, just to rattle off the list, last year was Patrick Reed. Bryson in 2018, JT 2017, Rory 2016, Ricky 2015. So, so major champions, big time winners, big time, you know, some of the top golfers in the world have won at this course. So uh, it, uh, all the signs are pointing towards it being another week where one of the top names in golf wins. And I also heard that the past, I can't remember if it was like six out of the last nine FedEx Cup champions have either finished in second or, fir- or won this tournament the first playoff, uh, which is, which I thought was pretty incredible. So, you know, I think these guys are pretty in tune with the fact that every one of these tournaments is super, super important and they're going to be ready to go. So um, I don't really know exactly what to expect this week. I don't know if, uh, you know, everybody in the field is going to be looking to, uh, to move up as, as much as they can. If you're in the uh, lower from 125 to 70, you're you actually are under pressure to play well, and I and everybody is. What, go ahead, yeah, which guy? So it looks like uh, he's not the only one to have withdrawn this week either. Uh, Vaughn Taylor is out with a rib wow. injury, and it says it's just going to reduce the field down to 123. So once okay. you've locked in that 125, it's it's go time. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, That's no uh, free invites for 126 and 127. So. Yeah. Northern trust is also the last tournament of the season to have a cut. So you, yes. this is a huge thing. You don't make it. There's, there's guys that aren't going to make money. It's top 65 and ties. There's guys that aren't going to make money this week. You get into the top 70, you are guaranteed yeah. money the rest of the season, which is just massive. Yeah. Even if you make the tour championship, the last, the last place, finisher at the tour championship gets 400 grand so it's uh well, aren't there some exemptions too they get invited to a couple majors as well in play yep. so getting to east lake is you get to east getting, lake get, you get to east lake like, you make you you qualify for all the majors the following exactly. year exactly um and then you're guaranteed at least 400 grand um so you know a lot of these guys don't care about they're all qualified for the majors for the first season yeah. future but for the guys down at the bottom like jim herman who just got moved up to 54th you know guys like him Guys in the lower lower 120, 120, you know, down at the lower parts of the list. This is huge, 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 huge time. If you if you can pull out a win at any of these playoff tournaments, it's a lot of money, a lot of FedEx Cup points. Guarantee yourself if you win this tournament, you guarantee yourself a tour championship spot. So it'll be interesting to see if someone from the lower uh, the lower point standings can uh, pull out a win here. There's actually some really notable names in the uh, lower lower standings. I want to get to that a little later. That's my one big thing for the week. But uh, yeah, so what are you kind of looking forward to? We'll get into the feature groups here in a second. What are you what are you looking forward to this week as far as uh, the Northern Trust and these guys trying to position themselves? Uh, well, you'd hope at this point in the year the the cream of the crop is going to start rising to the top. Finally, like the guys that have shown up have been you know obviously JT won recently and Bryson winning, and then Collins as hot as anybody mm-hmm. in the world. So is, yep. is it one of these guys going to really solidify their spot and get a big win this week and just, you know, it just make their way to the uh, the tour championship at Eastlake? So, or is it going to be some random that pops up out of nowhere? Is Jim Herman going to ride this yeah. heater again this week? I don't I don't know if a, a minus 20-plus is going to win it this week. I nah, think nah. we're probably about 13 or 14 maybe. But This is a tough course. That, it's not a course yeah. that really requires high rough. Um, there's there's a lot of nuances around it. I was reading about – I think they're called chocolate drop mounds or something. It's just like these 
these Ooh, hills. It's kind sounds, of a staple. Sounds of, delightful. Yeah, it's just these <laughs> little these little weird hills that are like in fairways and and like just kind of they're kind of considered hazards. It's kind of a staple of northeastern golf courses. So that's yeah. something that they have to Boston. <laughs> Boston, yeah. A really cool finishing hole at this course. It's a, a like a par five, but you hit it over a marsh. Uh, it's, it's a pretty cool, cool finish. Sets up for for some I don't know some explosive finishes. But let's that kind of moves us right into the feature groups. One of the favorite things that I like the the PGA does for the playoffs is they group you. All the pairings are done by your FedEx Cup standing. So um, the feature group, the first one that that pops off obviously is the top three. This this in the standings: Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. Webb Simpson, that's one of the feature groups. It's going to be fantastic to watch these guys. All all three guys that, I mean, I, I kind of consider to have the, about an equal chance to win. I think their odds are pretty similar. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what to expect. Uh, Webb Simpson kind of had he – was, he was doing a little bit last week, but he kind of fell off. He played last week, so it'll be interesting to see if he can keep his energy up and put together a, a solid week this week. He's, he's third, in, third in the standings, though, so not a whole lot of pressure on him. It is tough for the guys, though, because – I mean, not tough, but it's an opportunity to move up. But it's also if – you're, if you're towards the top, it's an opportunity to move back because uh, triple the points in FedEx, Cups, uh, FedEx Cup points this week. I saw that they're going to need somewhere around 1,000, I think, is going to be what is qualifying people for uh, the, the – this is what they think the tour championship uh, level uh, qualification is going to be. So with triple the points starting this week, these guys are going to have a lot to play for. Um, JT's won a FedEx Cup. He won in 2017. Colin, can you imagine Colin winning the FedEx Cup his rookie year? I mean, yeah, that'd be nuts, man. What a story, man. I mean, uh, there wasn't a FedEx Cup around when Tiger was a rookie. I don't know if he he won the Masters, and I think he won maybe another. I don't, I don't know how many tournaments he won that year, so I'm not even sure he would have won the FedEx Cup. But that what a what a I can't even. Uh, I wasn't fathoming a rookie winning a FedEx Cup as being a thing that I would maybe experience in shoot it in my lifetime I guess but um what an incredible year that would be for Colin Morikawa if he can somehow pull that off uh I think he is his third tour win was the PGA championship is he's the fourth player in the last 57 years to win an event at the age of 23 uh to win the PGA championship at the age of 23 um I think there's an outside shot of him becoming world number one too if yeah he wins here so how many a guy how many times is that gonna flip <laughs> he's 23 years old and can potentially staple his hall of fame resume at after his first 25 30 tournaments i mean just incredible and he i i don't know if he's been necessarily under the radar until uh the pga but um he's gonna be a household name if he if he can do something like that for the for the rest of his career i mean he is absolutely just surgical with his irons yeah. that guy's that's going to he's, play for a long time. So he's one of those guys that that basically week in and week out, if he's putting well, he's probably going to win the tournament. It's just that that's the level of ball striking he has. Um, there's not many guys on tour where it comes down to like we're so consistent and good with our off the tee and with our irons, with our wedges that it basically comes down to whether or not we're making putts. Tiger's one of those guys. Um, you know, his scrambling ability is so good if he's making six to 10 footers at a hundred percent, he's probably going to win the tournament. It's just, so Colin is just another one of those guys. He's already entered that, that echelon as a rookie and just hats off to him, man. Just incredible. I love watching him play. I'm really looking forward to that group this week. Another one of the future groups. Uh, let's see FedEx cup standings for places 49th to 51st tiger woods, Dylan Fratelli, Matthew Fitzpatrick. 
Tigers this back is this the Tiger week. group. That's all yeah. that is. <laughs> no uh, don't really have much guys. to say. Yeah, don't really have much to say about this group except it was interesting that Tiger chose Monday to go play uh, at Wingfoot with Justin Thomas. Uh, they went and had a practice round up there, played a full practice round, um, trying to get accustomed to that. So that kind of tells me that Tiger, his mindset is like, you know, we'll see how this goes. The next, if I, I, I kind of am guaranteed to play this week in Boston, I'll play next week in Chicago. Um, and if I, if it goes well, maybe I'll play in Atlanta, but if it doesn't go well and I miss the, if I don't make the tour championship, I'll have two weeks off to prepare for, for wing foot. So I, I like, I like his strategy to go ahead and play this week, get a, get some rounds in. And he's, if he plays well and wins, I mean, hell, or comes, you know, one of the top finishers, he'll play at East Lake. He, <laughs> that's where he had his comeback. I mean, he's, he's got a lot of history at East Lake. He, he won the, uh, when he, when he won his first tournament after however many years it was a couple years ago. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Tiger, what are, what are you kind of expecting out of him? Are you looking for him to 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 get it together, put together a tournament, or just is it just like what I was talking about, just going to be another like kind of a practice session, getting ready for a major? Yeah, I would think more of that, especially with how he you know changing the putter and doing all these things he's been doing. With he's not going through any swing changes that I know of, but just mentality wise, I don't. And not to say either that he's not focused on this, but I see he's obviously got bigger eyes on the majors and yeah. the masters coming and tournaments like that. I mean, he's won the FedEx cup before, so it's not like it's just another thing to him, but still, I think there's, I think there's bigger fish to fry for him. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, moving on, let's get into the next featured group FedEx cup standings 10th through 12th, John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, Lanto Griffin props to Lanto Griffin, man. He's, Lanto. he's a guy that, I mean, he hasn't really won anything, but he's having, these just, to be 12th in the standings after the season, just consistent good finishes. Not really on anyone's radar. They don't really show him on TV too much. I, I couldn't really tell you what he looks like. I'm not really sure. Uh, but uh, Looks like a Lanto. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> he sounds like a Star Wars character, so I love that. Yeah. Um, but so one of the top names on the tour. So really props to him, though. That's some great play this year to be in this group. I guess John Rahm has moved back to the world number one. Is that uh, – this note here says entering the week is the world number one. Rob makes his fourth consecutive start at the Northern trust. Uh, I didn't see some, the shift, but I mean, I guess maybe no, after I'm last not, week. Yeah. I'm not sure how, I don't think he played last week though. I don't even know how that would yeah, happen. So. Maybe after, maybe after the PGA championship, maybe that was maybe J, yeah. the JT missed the cutter. I can't even remember, but uh, that's interesting. So I guess Rom's back to number one. He has three or sorry, two top three finishes at TPC Boston. So we'll, we might see a good week out of him. Is Xander going to have a good week again? Like, he's, I would like say he's so. Yeah, as, I mean, he's been as steady as anybody. He just he doesn't yeah. didn't flash anything special other than just he only he just shows up in leaderboards. So. He only missed one. He he was 14 out of 15. He didn't play too much this year, but he's still 11th in the standings. He was 14 out of 15 in cuts made. He had a lot of great finishes. Um, so we'll see. Uh, next week, or sorry, next uh, group is the final feature group of the week. Uh, the incredible bulk himself, Bryson DeChambeau, Sung J.M., Patrick Reed. Two, two guys in this group are uh, two of the most hated golfers on tour, so that'll be interesting to watch. Bryson's won this tournament before. I think He said earlier this week that he has uh, kind of figured something out with his driver, maybe a little more accurate this week than he was at the PGA Championship where he still almost won. Um, so mm -hmm. that's kind of scary to think about if he's able to put some – some good tee shots together throughout the week. He's he's won here before, and he wasn't the the kind of uh, driver of the ball he is now either. So yeah, and it, he won. With, it's going to favor some long long hitters this uh, weekend. 
But he won this tournament before he put on uh, 40 pounds or whatever he's done and started it with his yeah. 200 mile an hour ball speed. And so I honestly don't, I don't really remember what pre bulk Bryson played like in He's won a lot of tournaments, but I very I, scientifically yeah, I've gotten so <laughs> used and it's been so exciting to watch him nowadays. It's just, I kind of forgot uh, yeah. what he's got going on, but um all right, well, that's our featured groups this week. Let's move into our picks of the week. So we're going to do what we did for the PGA Championship the rest of the season. We're going to be doing, well, for the next couple of tournaments, we're going to be doing double points. Keish has an enormous lead. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I, I'm not sure we're even going to be able to catch him. He, he picked Colin Morikawa winning the PGA Championship. That was already for double points. I mean, it's just – it's maybe insurmountable, but – Double we're points just here. Next... We're having fun. That's what Double, I, like, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Double like, points for the next two weeks. Triple points for the triple points for the uh, for the yeah. tour championship. So we got. I a thought chance. I, I mean, had it. I thought Brooks was going to show up that last day, and he did not. And then now he's out. <laughs> so it was kind of yeah. rough. He talked a lot of noise uh, Saturday night, yeah. and then he shot what three, four over <laughs> the next day. But uh, all right, so. You're going to be going first. You're, uh, you're unfortunately in last place at the moment. So uh, give us – we're going to be doing, obviously, this week, winners, sleepers, uh, and then uh, miss cut. And then next week we're going to have to start doing the big, the big name with the lowest score because there's not going to be cuts the rest of the year. But, uh, yeah, so give us uh, your winner for this week. I'm going to go back to Jason Day. His uh, last four tournaments, he's T4, T6, T4, T7. Been playing really well. I feel like he's in the form again. And – just like uh, we were talking about earlier with Colin, he starts rolling some putts in and you know, getting some sh- uh, shots pretty close to the hole from the uh, fairways, which he's been hitting a lot of. He's got a shot at it. So, And he's just a feel-good guy, too. Like, Jason yeah, I like Day that. is a dude you like to root for. So, Jason Day, uh, yeah, he played – I mean, played surprisingly well at the PGA, too. He, I mean, he's really – yeah, he's been playing well for the last – I would say you're probably right about month, month and a half he's been – putting together solid finishes. Um, so this week I'm going to go with uh, the, the first place in the standings, the, the workhorse himself, maybe the most consistent golfer on tour, Justin Thomas. Uh, I, I'm feeling good about him. He won this tournament in 2017, has good success at this course. Uh, I don't think there's anyone uh, that's, that's kind of impressed me. I mean, I guess Morikawa is coming on late in the season, but JT is in my opinion, been the most impressive and the standings show it. So, um gonna go with 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 the sure thing this week and pick jt as my winner uh so who did give us who uh quiche picked as his winner this week he's gonna go dustin johnson dj huh i mean i don't know what to expect out of dj at this point <laughs> he he may shoot 80 or he may have a chance to win a major at the in the final round and then you know he didn't play well on sunday at, at the uh, pga but he played well the entire week leading up to that that kind of disappointing round but maybe he's figured something out it wouldn't surprise me at all yeah like it is tough to to figure out though what jt's gonna do or sorry uh dj's gonna do week in and week out so it'll be interesting to see this week uh let's move on to our sleeper picks who uh who are you picking this week as your sleeper i'm gonna go with clemson boy doc redman and a lot of this is just he's a guy that really really strikes the ball well and he he gains he was first gained or strokes gained off the tee last week he is a high ceiling player too, and if he can find a way to start rolling some putts in, I mean, he was T three last week at the Wyndham as well. He's 
he, I guess if a dude is due, maybe it's him because he's been playing halfway decent this entire year and just kind of popping in yeah. and out at the leaderboard. So, kind of a name that I wasn't really familiar with, obviously until uh, until maybe uh, maybe halfway. It was at least after quarantine ended and they started the tour back. So he's been playing. Yeah, like you said, you hit it on the nail. He's been playing super consistently and, and well uh, recently. Moved himself into. Uh, I mean, he's got decent odds uh, as far as winning this week. So. It's cool to see uh, see Doc doing well, and he's another guy who's got one of the top names on tour, Doc Redman. <laughs> uh, sounds like he's uh, another movie character, like he's in like a Western movie or something, but it'll be cool to see how he does. I'm going to go uh, with another guy who's been pretty consistent this year, uh, some good finishes, a little, some disappointing weeks, but a guy who's, who's on the up and up this as my sleeper, Abraham Anser. He's a... Uh, I don't know if he's going to handle the course super well. He's not the longest hitter, but I think uh, he's a good iron player and he's a good putter. And if he can put together a few things this week, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If he pulls it off, I'm going to go with him as my sleeper. Um, all right, so give us uh, Keish a sleeper this week. Keish is going with Tyrrell Hatton. That's a, a good that, pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a guy that's won for him before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's kind of gone away for a while, but – yeah, I heard that the from from approaches, which is gonna, this is going to be an important stat this week. From approaches from 175 to 200 yards, he leads the tour, and uh, I think strokes gained. So he he's at a, at a course like this. It's a long course. If it if it's the best, you know, some of the guys like Bryson or the huge hitters aren't going to probably have that that range uh, in. But if it if it's a course where most of the guys are hitting a lot of long irons in the greens and trying to get them close and make birdies. That's something that Tyrrell Hatton excels in and would surprise me at all if he's at the top because, you know, stats show that he should be playing well this week. So if he can get some plus to fall, great. That's a great sleeper pick by Keish there. Um, all right, so let's move on to the most surprising player to miss the cut. Who you got uh, as, your, as yours this week? I'm going to go with Justin Rose. And I know he found a way to finish in the top ten at the PGA recently, but I feel like that was kind of a fluke. You won off because he's been striking the ball so bad off the tee and in the fairways. And yeah. I got for a guy that was known for ball striking in general, he changes his irons this year. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff going on with him. And it'd be one thing if he was, you know, typical Justin Rose that, you know, he maybe hits it into the rough to the left or but he always finds a way to hit the green and hit it pretty dang close. And he just scrambled his behind off at the PGA. So I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of people would be on him, but at the same time, he's not playing very well too. So, yeah. I'm I just want to be, I want to be clear that he changed, he didn't change uh, brands, right? He still uses. He changed Taylor. from, he, he had Hanmas. He was oh. playing some Hanmas and he went, I think he went back to some TaylorMade 70s, gotcha. 60s maybe. Interesting. But he, he switched brands maybe last year and then, went back to us it's just i just find that weird for a guy that's yeah flushes the ball as well as he does to make that change but maybe he's trying to dial it in too so yeah uh all right i'm gonna go with uh my most surprising player to miss the cut a guy i mean it would it would hurt me to see this happen because he'd be done for the year but ricky fowler hasn't really impressed much lately hasn't uh i can't remember the last time he put together a you know a top fit i think it may have been the rocket mortgage where he was um I don't know, I think he finished top five or something, but he, he hasn't really done much since the quarantine. Uh, it was a fun, fun to watch in that charity master during the quarantine, but, uh, but yeah, so Ricky Fowler, man, I, I don't know. I'm not expecting too much out of him. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if he uh, has kind of a dud this week and ends his season on a, on a kind of a low note, but 
I'm sure he's looking forward to the next uh, season as well. But so Ricky, my most surprising player to miss the cut. All right, give us uh, Keisha's most surprising player. He's going with Adam Scott, who I think just played at the PGA. And... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it would would surprise me a bit, I guess. I, I don't really – he's he's put together some good tournaments this year, uh, but it's not, he's not a guy that I expect too much out of. It, um, so, good pick there. I mean, it, it's a, maybe a sure thing, but, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he puts it together and has a good tournament either. So, I think it kind of comes down to putting with him. He's always been a great ball striker, great off the tee great iron player if he can if he doesn't put well this week wouldn't surprise me at all if he uh, falls out so all right those are our picks we're gonna keep you up to date with how that goes i mean we may catch up with quiche but i don't i don't think so we may be up we can't congratulate him yet for winning but uh it's looking pretty likely so let's move on let's finish off with our one big thing of the week i'm gonna kind of go into a little bit here so big names outside of the top 70 guys that are kind of disappointed this year you just hit on justin rose uh, your pick to miss the cut. Um, Justin Rose is sitting at 109 in the standings, just barely squeaked in. Uh, Jordan Spieth is sitting at 100. Tommy Fleetwood is at 89, which he hasn't played much this year, but so it's not too surprising. Uh, another guy right below him, Ricky Fowler at 88. So that's my one big thing this week. I'm curious to see, are these guys going to step up? Are they going to do what we expect them to do? Play well this week, have a good finish, top 20, top 15, comfortably get themselves into the top 70. Or are some of the top names, like, are these guys going to fall off and, and just end the season on a dud? So um, what do you expect out of those guys? Are you expecting any one of them in particular to kind of move up? Uh, my, my one guy that I expect to move up is Fleetwood. Um, I expect yeah, that was, uh, yeah. That was exactly what I was going to say. But that's – part of that is just because we haven't seen a lot of them too. So maybe, maybe we're a little uh, jaded in that view of him. But, uh, like, he Justin was in Rose, contention at a very good – yeah. Speed has been on and off, not very good. And you, you mentioned Ricky before, but you know Fleetwood's a. There's a lot of unknown with him because he hasn't played as much. So we'll yeah. see how he goes. Crazy to think what. Uh, I mean, every, every this has been widely talked about, but Speed, Speed, one of the Speed was basically what Morikawa is right now. Um, winning Masters. I mean, actually, he was maybe a little better. He was winning won the Masters when he was what was he 21, uh, broke Tiger's record. I mean for the lowest finish of the master, the lowest score. Um, so th- it's just crazy to see what's happened to that guy. And Ricky, man, Ricky seems to be trending down too. So I mean, that's what that's what I'm interested in the most out of everything going on this week. I'm interested to see if uh, one of these guys or maybe all of them or none of them uh, position themselves to keep going and, and get it together and finish the season strong before we have a couple majors coming up. So um, if if that's it for you, that's it for me. That's all I got this week. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. As always, follow us at uh, Big Stick Golf uh, Official on all of our handles. Go to BigStickGolf.com. Check out our preview of the tournament this week. We've also got our picks of the week on there. You can get some tips for uh, some betting picks and some DraftKings picks. Uh, also, be sure to go check our friends out at Torchbearer Sauces. Get a check. Use the promo code 9iron at checkout. Get 20% off their delicious sauces. But that's it for us on the Big Stick Golf Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, We will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. We should see the best players in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish we could play in front of crowds like this, you know, every single week. Until next time, take care. Otto Palmer is the master champion of 1960. He has birdies.